Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. Amanda and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 29 for me and season 25 for Amanda. And this is day three of season 97. Our first question asks uh, who the Cathedral of the Intercession of the Most Holy Theotokos on the Moat is commonly named after. And it gives us that name again in a Cyrillic-type font. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what looks like Russian, and it is credited to architects with fairly Russian names. Yes. So I figure, okay, this is one of those big uh, Russian cathedrals, and I revert to my civilization game <laughs> knowledge, and one of the wonders in the current version is St. Basil's Cathedral, mm-hmm. uh, which greatly increases your religious tourism ah. uh, scores. So I figured, yeah, St. Basil's Cathedral, that makes sense. I'll say St. Basil. Yeah, I had much the same line of thinking. And in addition, um, if you're thinking a Russian cathedral with, like, notable architecture, then I'm thinking of the one with the onion domes, right? The, you know, I believe so, in, yeah. is, is that in Moscow, St. Petersburg? I can't I think remember it's in which. Moscow. I could be wrong. Um, but it, for a while, I was thinking of St. Peter, but I thought, you know, St. Peter's Cathedral, if that were named that, it would get confused or have to be disambiguated a lot from other uh, St. Peter's Cathedrals. But yeah. I thought this yeah. one is, it, so it's got to be someone who's much more uh, closely related to Russian history and culture. Um, I wondered if it was St. Cyril because of the Cyrillic mm. connection there, but then I was like, no, that one with the onion domes, the famous, colorful, you know, interesting mm-hmm. architecture is St. Basil's Cathedral, I think. Um, and so that nothing else, you know, that sounded more appropriate than that came to mind. So I put down St. Basil. And that was correct. Question two asks us for a plant best known for its roots used in folk medicine and in confectionery that has light bluish purplish flowers and um, there's some other stuff in the question <laughs> that didn't help me any. Yes, it talks about where it's native to and parenthetically notes that uh, it's of widely debated appeal in confectionery. So this one really threw me off um, a little bit because when I think of a light bluish purplish flower that grows to about a you know three feet tall and is used in folk medicine for its root, I think of chicory right off the bat. And I couldn't quite shake that. I I thought, you know, the widely debated appeal might be referring to something with a licorice type flavor. But I think I hadn't fully, um, you know, solidified for myself that licorice itself is its own plant. Mm -hmm. Um, I think of fennel and anise as Mm. two other uh, herbs or spices or whatever you'd call them that have that that give that characteristic licorice flavor. You know, that's what I think of, of uh, those foods being made from. And I don't really know what anise looks like. I know fennel doesn't look like this description. So I kind of went back to chicory and thought, yeah, you know, it's it's like a coffee flavor substitute um, or really a coffee substitute. It's, it's brewed like that, I think. Um, and but it, it isn't really like a lot of such things. I also considered carob, but I know that's a whole different, that's like a tree or something with beans and that grow on it, um, or legume or some, something like that. It's not the root, um, you know, that is supposed to be a chocolate substitute, but it's not really much of a patch on chocolate. 
Uh, similarly, chicory is not really like bitterness, as I understand it, is about all it's got going for it. Um, but it's there as a caffeine-free, you know, substitute hot drink concoction. Um, so that was the best I could get my, you know, kind of mishmash of knowledge to gel together. So I put down chicory. Okay. Uh, I just couldn't grab onto any of this. So I thought, okay, confectionery ingredient. Uh, I thought maybe it's marshmallow, but then I thought, oh, that's not a widely debated appeal. Marshmallow is great. <laughs> uh, it's debated in our household. Some people don't like it as much as others, but yeah. So I, I had to move something else and I thought, okay, light bluish purplish. That sounds like lavender. Ah. Is lavender a confectionery ingredient of debated appeal? Kind of. Yeah. Like there's, I don't think much of it. Mm. Uh, I know it's, it. Uh, I feel like it's one of those things that uh, that they put in candy when they couldn't get real flavors, <laughs> like rose water. Mm. And like it's, it's a very sort of Turkish delight level of flavor. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, I guess, you know, this is, this is better than eating oatmeal, but barely. Um, so, yeah, for lack of any good other idea, I went with lavender. Well, despite lavender oatmeal sounding very intriguing, uh, the answer is licorice. Yep. Um, so now I will never forget that it's its own plant, I mm -hmm. suppose. Uh, question three asks us, what is Pee-wee seeking in his filmic big adventure of 1985? Right down our Gen X groove. Oh, this yeah. was his bicycle. He yep. was looking for his bicycle. If I, uh, if you didn't even see the movie, but you were a preteen or teen or early teen in 1985 as we were <laughs> then you you remember that peewee was looking for his bicycle uh-huh and it was a very special kind of retro looking red bicycle mm -hmm. which he had a whole spiel about like what the name of it was mm -hmm. which i cannot recite to you I, I haven't seen it that recently or anything um but i did see this movie at least twice in the theater um it was just a huge hit in my with you know, with my family, um, I think it was out in the summer. So, you know, cousins all go to movies together. And that was kind of one of the big entertainments uh, back in my day. Um, and so, yeah, it did not take me long at all to think. Peewee was looking for his bicycle. Um, and so I put that down and without a second thought. Yep. And that was correct. Question four asks us what legendary American composer... Wrote, among other th things, Anything Goes and Kiss Me Kate. Yes, and, and a couple other listed here um, that I, I don't think I've heard of Gay Divorce, nor have I seen it performed, uh, but Can Can I also have, have heard of. Um, Anything Goes in particular I've seen. And as I recall, um, some of these were, like songs from some of these were in the tribute to Cole Porter that came out in the nineties, which was red, hot and blue. Um, okay. that was, I think like an AIDS fundraiser. Um, and in any case, uh, Cole Porter came to mind pretty quickly for this one. I did briefly consider Gershwin, but I was like, no, I don't think he's done these things. And I wouldn't call her a composer of comedies per se. Um, popular songs. Yes, but not, you know, uh, You'd think other things like Porgy and Bess or, or an opera or something would be mm. mentioned if it were Gershwin. So um, 
I was pretty confident that that was Cole Porter. Um, in particular, Anything Goes sounded like right down the right um, spot for mm. it to be him. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I knew I heard of this person and I would immediately think, oh, son of a, of course. Uh, <laughs> and I, and I kind of went through, yeah, it's not Gershwin. Uh, it's not Joplin. Um, I tried to think, uh, Cohan. No, mm. just none of those were working for me. And I thought, Nat King Cole. Was Nat King Cole a playwright? I don't think so, but I can't get that out of my brain. Nat King Cole. I, th- I feel like there's a... I'm thinking anything goes by, and and Cole definitely sounds like it's correct, but mm. I just I I feel like there's an R in there somewhere, and I'm just thinking of Gershwin, <laughs> right? And okay, okay, so well, I I feel like it's not Nat King Cole, but maybe it was like his father or his brother or something. So I'll just say Cole. Mm. I'll go with Cole, and that's all I can think of. Unfortunately, it was Cole Porter. I am not going to get credit for that. I hate when that happens. Yeah, yeah that's... And yeah, sadly, it just, no. It never entered my mind, but it really, really wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> Head's dang, foot in I the door, that. but not, not enough. Ah, frustrating. Yeah. Uh, question five asks us for two liquors that uh, sort of compose the name of a card game popular in the U.S. with seven cards, and you're supposed to form them into a hand. Uh, Learned League Season 82, Match Day 22, (laughs) Question 6. What card game, probably the most popular, named after two alcoholic drinks, (laughs) is being played at the Hotel Fontainebleau in Miami Beach at the beginning of the film Goldfinger? Uh, I did not pick up on it then, and I said Skittles and beer. (laughs) That was a really brutal day for me. I got two right on that particular day. Uh, But I remembered that this had been a question, and Uh I just... Uh, kind of had to work my way through it, and eventually I came at it from the other end, and I thought, okay, uh, you recognize this game. Imagine I'm getting seven, and I'm forming hands that are laid face up. Oh, that's gin rummy. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's it. Gin mm-hmm. and rum. I'm going to go with gin and rum. Yeah, so uh, oddly enough, I played so much gin with my dad, uh as a kid growing up that was just a favorite card game i mean i played other ones with him too and and board games and so on um but this one is just so uh easy to pick up enjoyable and you just need the deck of cards and it's not you know a complicated one to to teach someone either Mm -hmm. um you know he taught me to play cribbage he taught me a lot of things but um we always called this gin but I was very aware that it was also called gin rummy. Um, and so if it's asking for two liquors, it's not mm. going to be gin vodka gin. or something like that. Yep. Um, and so I, I put down gin and rum because I figured that that had to be what this is referring to. And it, it kind of took me a while to kind of, uh, a little while to piece together like, is this actually how I think this is played? Yeah. <laughs> I can remember like the gears had to turn for a second for me to feel, you know, good and confident about it. Um, But I did, in fact, put down gin and rum. Yep. And that was correct. And yeah, gin rummy is is the same as gin, but they are different from rummy. Rummy is a different game. Okay. Right. Gin gin rummy is a version of that. It was later elided to gin. Sure. 
Okay, so gin and gin rummy are the same. Yes. But rummy is a different... Correct. Yeah. I think I, I think I sort of, kind of, mm-hmm. knew that. So question six uh, <laughs> asks us, what's a one-star U.S. Army rank? Yeah, and it gives us all the other stars yeah, along with the really uh, Silver Eagle and the Silver Oak Leaf mm-hmm. levels of, you know, sort of the top Army leadership. Um, and so, you know, this might be one of our instances of sexually transmitted trivia. <laughs> <laughs> because... Or, or really just the fact that, you know, I've been in your presence so much to hear about the different ranks of military officers and so on. And the one that stood out to me as missing from this list, because if it had mm-hmm. said, uh, talk about how many silver stars a major general has, I would have been guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, but as it is, I'm filling in the blank of, you know, what kind of general is missing in this uh, set that's laid out for us. And brigadier was the only one that I, did, that I didn't see there. Um, I knew there was a rank of brigadier general, so I don't think that could have been elided from this for any reason. Um, and I knew that was sort of like the official, an official term. So um, I went ahead and put brigadier because it seemed the one that was clearly, you know, not included in the list. Uh, that is interesting. And I'm a, a little bit frightened for you because the rank is brigadier general. Okay. It is distinct from Brigadier. Uh-huh. Brigadier oh. is a rank in the UK services and many of their allied ones. It is di- it is different from Brigadier General. It is the same well, level as Brigadier General, but it is a different thing. I'm so, not worried because this specifies U.S. Army and the word general is already in the question. But it's not in the blank. So I'm... I don't care. I'm hoping that he is not as picky as I am, but... Yeah, it's Brigadier General, in fact. Um, and the the reason for that is a, uh, a brig- when they invented, when, when the then uh, British Army was standardizing its rank structure, a brigadier was a person who commanded a brigade. Uh-huh. Uh, a, and then the other ranks above it were Sergeant Major General, as in a Sergeant Major of a lot of, a lot more people than a usual Sergeant Major. Okay. A lieutenant general, mm. as in a lieutenant of a large group, and captain general. Okay. Uh, a captain of a large group. Those were later shortened to just regular general, lieutenant general, and major general. Okay. When the U.S. put together its rank structure, it said, okay, we're going to use those same ones, but we're going to call a brigadier general a... Or, or we're going to call a brigadier a brigadier general because they're all considered to be flag officers um, mm. above colonels. Um so they wanted to make sure that that was distinct and that it was in the name of the rank. So I am I am hoping that, uh, for your sake, that Thorsten is not as picky as I would be. Well, I shouldn't think so. Mm-hmm. You got the main part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you didn't say Brigadier Colonel. You right. Didn't, you weren't, you weren't, obliv- you, you weren't clearly wrong. You well, were, yeah, I, I knew it was You were pickily for. wrong. Yes. Mm-hmm. So... We shall see. Mm. I hope that means you got five on the day. I'm I'm ninety percent certain that I'm, you got five on the day. Yeah, I think that uh, it's possible that I or some other actual army vets might be able to sway that, but I'm not well, going to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, part of my thinking is that all of the general ranks have a silver star. Mm-hmm. Like that's 
I think that's part of why I took that as implied that this was asking for a general mm -hmm. rank, but I guess that's, you know, someone could read this closely and say, oh, what if there's a rank between major general and colonel that's not either of those two mm -hmm. things? Um, but uh, I guess we'll see. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, I had four on the day. Mm. It was not a great day for me. Yeah. I don't I don't know that I ever would have gotten to licorice. Um, but, I could have, and um, I'm a little annoyed that I, I, I didn't quite have that locked in. Yeah, but. and Cole Porter, like I said, I was definitely just so nearly right there on it that I'm mm -hmm. going to be annoyed at myself if this ends up losing it for me. But we'll see. And whoever's in our private rundle against us, I hope to God you didn't give me any points for six. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, in fact, did you, I mean, this one is a very obvious one to you. I mm -hmm. can't remember if you stated what your actual answer was. Oh, Brigadier General. Okay. So just want to make sure we cover all our bases because... <laughs> That, you know, we're in the business of being very meticulous about this whole endeavor. <laughs> um, but in any case, that's it for today. So tune in tomorrow for more post-game analysis. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat.